0: Okay, no, the cat situation is out of control. I am oh my dealing with the cat. Okay, you deal I with love. the cat. Thank you. <laughs> Kisa! This is not good. I thought you were trustworthy for courting. <laughs> you're not. Kisa! Oh, i later. Oh,
1: Bowie.
0: I know, he's... He's being playful, which is adorable, but not conducive to podcast recording. Okay, follow-up? Yes, I'm excited about our follow-up
1: today. Me too. I I was going to ask you how happy you are to have been become so close to checking the books episode off of your list at the time of recording the books episode is almost out it's not quite out Mm -hmm. but
0: it's been on our our joint lists for what eight months now yeah do we yeah oh so yeah we were telling the people we recorded this what in like april april yeah april we released it recently it was recorded a while ago though yeah, so we recorded in April. We thought we would do it as like an episode while Haley was on family leave, but yeah. But I actually love it for this time of year because yeah, I feel like it's it's t- because it's a little bit more chill and it's just I don't know, I think it really works for this time of year. I'm glad we kind of held on to it. But yeah, I was Me too. I was starting to be driven crazy because I have cleaned up a lot of all my checklists. So, I have in my OmniFocus like a make work work folder and I was like, I need to get this books episode out of this folder. I, like, <laughs> I'm like, i starting to get so frustrated to look at it all the time. And I can't do anything with it. I've always just... And then, yeah, when we were kind of planning the last few episodes of the year, we were just like, oh, why don't we do it as like a Christmas present for our listeners with... I love Mm -hmm. love that we did that I love it too I know we had
1: initially thought like could this be content for supporters only but I'm happy we're just releasing it at the end of the year because I think that that just it fits and what is the Mm -hmm. Icelandic word for end of year like the book flood is that what it is? Yes.
0: So we talked about this years ago. Yeah, this has come up on the show before, but this is actually, this is why I, for me, I have such a strong association with Christmas and books. So I think this is also what just made it. I was listening to the episode yesterday when I was like walking around, I was on my way to dinner and just to re-listen to it before we released it. And it put me in such like a great mood to walk with all the Christmas lights everywhere. Mm. And then, yeah, so the Icelandic tradition is that we have, we call it, I don't, love the translation, but in Icelandic it's called Jóla bóka flóð, which means Christmas book flood. <laughs> but it's, it doesn't mean flood, like everything's flooded. It just means, you know, what do you call it? Like the high tide. Oh, so like a higher presence of books. Yeah. But yeah. That's not as catchy. No. And I don't know. Like the, I, I feel like we can work a little bit with like, how do we frame it in the in the English language because flood sounds like... Not great. Not like a pleasant thing. Whereas like a high tide sounds kind of more festive and more... Um, just more nice. <laughs> like <laughs> that you're not flooded. Like that no one wants that. But high tide is still not like... I feel like that's not quite the right. No. You
1: know, let's no. let's workshop this on Twitter with our listeners because I feel like if we yeah, come up with a really good proposal and we just start saying it all the time, who knows? Maybe it will catch on.
0: <laughs> it will catch on. Yeah, so this has gotten like international coverage because basically what happens is like it it just became a tradition in Iceland that everyone would get books for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so then the publishers all kind of uh, position all the book releases just before the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so literally every ad I see on like YouTube and on my um, internet and everything are all book <laughs> ads. It's so funny. There's books everywhere. Especially now when I know people who are like writing and publishing books, I see like their faces everywhere, which is yeah. kind of <laughs> hilarious. So I just... I really love that we were able to do this, where we were able to kind of take this Icelandic tradition of the Christmas book flood. We need a better title for this. Absolutely. Better word. And translate it into, yeah, um, a make work work context, because we have this history of talking about books. And we actually mentioned 61 books on that episode. Yeah, this is absolutely... Just
1: an enormous, enormous amount of books that we mention on the show. And Habi, you asked me yesterday, you were like, do we know the exact number of books? And I'm like, yes, because getting prepping the show notes, I wrote all of those down <laughs> as I was listening. I just went back through. I was like, wow, there are
0: a lot of these. So many. And I'm so glad we pr- pr- we start that. I mean, if people are listening to this, they probably already have listened to the book episode. But if somebody just skipped it or whatever, like we preemptively say like we're not assigning homework to anyone no one has to read all these but I think if you're looking for book recommendations that that will now just be my default thing to refer people to because I think we like all the books we yeah. mentioned like these are all we were not just listing off everything we've ever read in our lives this was like a curated <laughs> 61. <watt>. Very curated. <laughs> I thought on it a yeah. lot. Um, on that
1: note, you picked up one of the books that was I'm yes. so, that I mentioned. I mean, I guess that's the only so I picked up one of the ones that you mentioned too. But yeah, so you picked up I'm really curious which one it is.
0: I read Your Perfect Year. Oh, did you like it? I really liked it. It was really it was really great. I really liked it.
1: Okay. That's the one I thought that you would pick up because I remember in that well, there's another one that I I still really think that you should read, which is City of Girls. But I, as I was re-listening, I was oh, wondering yeah. which of those you ended up picking up because they were in your favorite category.
0: Yeah. So I had it for the longest time. And yeah, it, it took me a little bit of a time to get into it, but not as long as some other books. And then once I got into it, this was one of those where I just finished it so quickly. And then I was like, why is it yeah. over? <laughs> I think it was a really
1: great read. I'm glad you liked it. I really was like Pleasantly surprised by that one. So I'm happy you read it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And which one did you pick up?
1: I picked up the four agreements. And <gasps> I grabbed a physical copy from
2: mm-hmm.
1: I like there's a there are a couple of bookstores here. And uh I'll like if I know I saw in that. advance, yeah, if I know in advance that I want a book On Instagram, and I want yeah. a physical copy, then I'll put it the order through the bookstore because then, you know, then I I can get it here and I, yeah, I got the physical copy of the four agreements. That's right. I I put it on Twitter, but I'm really excited about it. I'm only through the first agreement because I'm reading it slowly because like you mentioned, it's a really short book. It's very, but, but Mm -hmm. everything makes you think so much. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of in this unofficial four agreements book club between myself and two other people that I follow on Twitter (gasps) where we realized that we were all rereading it. Well, so one person was rereading it. One person was just picking it up and I'm one chapter in. So we just sort of decided to all be in a little Twitter group so we can share as we're as we're reading. So I'm also in in like a four agreements book club sort of. (laughs)
0: I feel like you need one more member for four agreements and I am shocked <laughs> I haven't already been invited. Oh because, my gosh. Yeah. That was so perfect. Yeah. I'll just,
1: I'll just <laughs> add you to the group.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh I can't gosh. believe I had to ask. So... I was just automatically already invited.
1: We... It started through a Twitter thread, you know, when stuff starts through a Twitter thread and then it goes to DMs and... Right. Yeah.
0: Well, so I'll be curious to yeah. hear... It wasn't personal. Yeah, so I, I'll be super curious. I, I want to pick up this topic again once you've finished it on mm-hmm. the show, if you don't mind. Because I'm yeah. super curious to hear what you think once you've processed the whole thing. Because, yeah, like you said, it's um, even though it's not long, it's very kind of thought-provoking. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so you have a correction about
1: something? I have a correction about something. I talk about the wheel of time in the books episode and I mentioned I wasn't at this part in the series yet. And so that that series was written by Robert Jordan, who then passed away and then was finished by Brandon Sanderson, who's an author that I've read a lot. And in last episode I mentioned, and I didn't know this for sure. I think this was just what I had assumed, which is one of the four agreements um, that they were friends. (laughs) And so I say this in the episode, I say, yeah, they were friends. And and that's not true. Um, Brandon Sanderson was, so Robert Jordan passed away. And he had many, many notes about the future books that he wanted to close out the Wheel of Time series. And then my understanding is based on the intro, when Brandon Sanderson takes over the series, he writes this really lovely intro just saying like he's not expecting to live up to Robert Jordan. He's going to do things his own way and how much the, the books have meant to him because he was a reader before he ended up finishing the series, which is just wild. But he he didn't know Robert Jordan The publisher was looking for someone to finish the series and they chose Brandon Sanderson because, Uh. you know, I'm sure there are a number of reasons. So that I wanted to correct because they weren't friends. And in my mind, it was much cuter that they were friends, but that's not true. And then the other Mm. thing I wanted to quickly say about The Wheel of Time is that since I mentioned it, I have finished the series, but what I, it is now a TV show on Amazon, I think and it oh, is cool. phenomenal. So I know we don't normally talk about TV oh. because like neither of us have very much to update on that front, but <laughs> I this is one of those things that I'm glad I finished this 14 book series before the TV show came out because now I can like enjoy the TV show. That's so and cool. And so that's just a note if anyone else has made their way through The Wheel of Time, that show is out
0: and it is so good. That's so cool. I feel like I might check out the show. I'm not going to go into the 14 14. Yeah, if you're interested, yeah, thousands of
1: pages. If you're interested in the idea at all, then the show is great. Okay. If if you don't feel like you can commit to that level of books, yeah. So thanks, thanks yeah. for sharing. No, either or. The show, like, I just can't recommend it enough. <gasps> it has, it's very different from the books in a lot of instances. I think I'm driving my husband nuts because I'm like, it's not <laughs> like this in the books, and that's just my whole personality when we watch this show together. Yeah,
0: it's so hard. I feel like. I I can't remember where I came across it, but someone was talking about how you project a story on a screen versus on a page. And Mm. I can't remember the details of it, but they were talking through some of the uh, just constraints of the media. And I feel like after I heard that conversation, I have a lot more sympathy with when they have to make it different. On the show and in the book. Yeah. But I also, like we talked about Rebecca last time and I was like, no, this is a complete deal breaker. I can't stand it. So I (laughs) I feel like I I have sympathy, but I also find it really infuriating. Sometimes I think like the cure for me is just to give it like a lot of time. That's my strategy with the Rebecca, but don't know if that's going to work. I'll need to report back in like five years time and we'll see how we're doing on that. I'm the same. There's a movie
1: that I watched probably last year. And that I thought was phenomenal. And then at the end, it says based on the book. And I was so upset and felt very betrayed that I had had not been Ah. informed that it was a book. And so now it's on my Goodreads list to read later. But yeah, it's been a year and it's still too soon. I need more time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard because it's like when a story is so powerful, it paints a picture in your head. It's really hard when it deviates dramatically from like, I mean, I could... Like for the first two Harry Potter movies, I was just like, no, this is all wrong. And then I rewatched all the Harry Potter m- movies in COVID, like with my family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's... Yeah, f- I did too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think it's the first time I watched the Harry Potter movies without holding them to this crazy standard that I had created in my brain. And I mean, they came mm-hmm. out 15 years ago or something. And so, yeah, so it definitely does take time. Yeah, it does take time.
1: Well, I'm happy that you can just enjoy the Harry Potter movies now because that's (laughs) what a a luxury. We have a really exciting topic today that has been on our list for a super, super, super long time. And I wasn't expecting that this was the episode that we were going to get to talk about it on. And Mm -hmm. then you threw it on here and you were like,
0: no, I want to talk about this. And so... I'm pretty pumped. I am so excited. Yeah, I didn't think because for the listeners, if they haven't picked up, we are doing like our end of year episodes. So that's what's coming later. But I said to Haley, like, there's no way for me to talk about end of year without talking about the Strengths Finder book that got referenced when we did like a theme check in kind of halfway through the year. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, now we're... So we're doing, I think this episode might become quite long <laughs> because there's a lot to get through. We'll see. But I'm so excited we're having this conversation now. Yeah,
1: we'll see. I also think this is one of those things, just like the Enneagram, where I do something and then I'm like, Heavy, you need to do it too. And then <laughs> like a year later, you know, because I was checking my, I was checking my finder. They send you all of these great reports when you do these things. And my Mm -hmm. test was taken in 2020. And this is the problem. I never know if things are an American style date or the way that we do it in Canada. And then if you get too low numbers, Uh, like which one is the month and which one is the day, let's assume that it's American style. Uh, So I did this in September of 2020. That sounds accurate, actually. So you know, it's been over a year and I feel like this, this is what happens. This happened with the Enneagram too, where I have something that I'm using as a tool throughout the year. And I'm really excited about, and I've mentioned it to you multiple times and it takes that long before you end up being like, okay, she's, she's being serious and you, you do it. No, that's not always how it goes, but I am thrilled. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that you took the test.
0: It's, I feel like I've learned this about myself in other aspects as well. People mention something to me and I think it comes off quite... Oh, What's the word? How do you say it? Like nonchalant? I'm like, sure, whatever. But then mm-hmm. it gets on my list. But then I also feel like I don't want to attempt something like this without being in the right mindset for it. So, mm. I, you know, I, I don't want to just rush through it and, you know, check it off. I, I want to be in the mindset where I'm receptive to it. But the thing is that I do get to these things eventually. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's sometimes what people find surprising because my initial reaction might seem like I'm not all in on it or something. A little aloof. Yeah, like aloof. But then like I am paying attention and it does get added to my list and I do get to it eventually. And then I do get really excited about it. <laughs> Just The timelines are really long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Well, I'm going to do a quick recap for anyone who isn't familiar with StrengthsFinder and hasn't heard us talk about it before or anything like that, just because I want us to all be on the same page. Yes. Thank you for that. Okay. So the StrengthsFinder is, is ultimately a test, an assessment, and but there's also a book. So I, I think the first time I brought this up on the show, I was talking about the book and you can read the book and then take the test, like the, the book copy that I have came with a code to do the test online, which was quite cool. But so the whole idea behind the book is just this thought that in some cultures, and it has become more common to encourage people to focus on their weaknesses and to say, improve your weaknesses. But this this whole book, the idea is, no, focus on your strengths. Focus on the areas where you're already strong and go all in on that and then you know, your results will be incredible. So the assessment itself was created by Donald Clifton. So sometimes it's referred to as Clifton Strengths or Strengths Finder. And then I think like Clifton Strengths 2.0 is like the specific one that I took. But yeah, he essentially just wanted to identify the skills from the best and the best and to capitalize on them. And so he has a list of all of the skills that are strengths. So that's what you get out of this test. You do the test and then you come away with your top five strengths. And... Um, Yeah. They use it as a tool for measuring talents. I found it really, really insightful. This is the same thing as the Enneagram, which we've talked about a lot, which is it just gives you words for something that you might not have had language for before. Mm -hmm. And so now that I know what my strengths are, I find myself referencing it really regularly, both just in my mind when I'm doing stuff. But then also, I, I think this is something that this is related to our imposter syndrome episode a little bit too, I am now so much more comfortable saying, oh no, this is a strength of mine and saying, oh no, that's not a strength of mine also. And just really pointing to here are the things where I know I can excel and here are the areas where you might want someone else to do it or
0: I can do it, but just know that it's not a strength of mine. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. That's a really good, really good overview. And we got a. I think we posted. I don't remember if it was on my story or on the Make Work Work story. Yeah, I think I posted something like what being friends with Haley looks like, and it was oh yeah, you know, Strengths Finder, <laughs> and it was a couple of other books, and probably Atomic Habits. We got a reply saying th- uh, this person who replied that they had gone through the strength Finder as a part of like a career coach thing she did. Oh. So this is also used by career coaches. And probably for this exact reason, to just be able to give language and also just identify like what what are the areas where you actually are strong and can really excel at? Because I totally agree. Why would you be kind of frustratingly stuck somewhere where it isn't going anywhere instead of just figuring out what you're naturally good at and then just really having that as a jumping off point to just run with it? So I think this framework is has really really um, and the reason I wanted to talk about it today just to give that background a little bit is because we'll go more into themes later but I pretty much had this like not super fun first half of the year and then for the second half of the year I was kind of ready to just kind of get down and work and do my thing whatever and that's when I took the strength finder and I think it, like the timing of it was really helpful because mm. I was kind of in that mindset where I was like, OK, I'm not thinking about everything in the past. I'm kind of looking to the future and what are the what are the little things I want to bring with me into the future? And it really helped frame things for me. Um, OK. Yeah. And kind of looking to planning the kind of next chapter or whatever. It definitely helped to have the exactly what you say, the language and just especially because we're going to go through the strengths, but I think all of my strengths are quite intangible. These are things that are not necessarily easy to point your finger at and be like, this is something I'm good at this. Is or like even acknowledge that this is the skill that the strengths finder. I'm sorry. I have a cat situation.
1: Yes. You can take,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: get um, the cat situation <laughs> under control and then we can continue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Cat, do you need to go outside or are you are you well enough behaved to be able to stay here? All right. The cat has been dealt with. Sorry. <laughs> it was so funny. He just spilled water everywhere. I was like, oh no, my no, god, no, don't need this. I was
1: wondering because I heard him, it sounded like he was playing with like chords or something <laughs> for a while. And then I finally heard like a, you know, more of a crash sort of. <laughs> Yeah, I started healing, heel- a- and that was the end of Bowie's time in our recording studio.
0: <laughs> he was here the entire last recording, so I thought, but he mm-hmm. was a lot more chill then. I should have known. I should have known. Cats, you never know. All right, but <laughs> okay. So he's been dealt with. Okay, so are we ready just to go into the into the strengths? Or yeah, the only thing
1: I wanted to say, I'll just add a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned this being really good when you're in a moment of reflection and when you're kind of going into a new chapter. And I really love that. So I wanna suggest that anyone who is a little bit on the fence about taking StrengthsFinder, I think the end of the year is the perfect time to take it. So mm. if you're listening to this at the end of the year, which you might not be and that's okay, but I would definitely recommend, It's I think it's worth the time to go into the year, mm-hmm. having all of this knowledge and this language Uh, And then, you know, my favorite thing is if the end of the year doesn't work, if you're looking for another milestone, your birthday is a great time also. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I think that birthdays are such a good time. It's true, though. But it's, you know, it's true. So also, you know, before your next, excuse me, before your next birthday is another option. So I just wanted to throw that out there for anyone that is unsure on the timing of when they want to get this done.
0: Yeah. I also feel like you are... Your situation is a little bit different because your birthday is so perfectly timed for this kind of check-in. Isn't so, it on brand to have <laughs> my birthdays in June? It's like so perfect. Isn't it also like the first of June? I feel like that's like, right, summer starting. So you got like summer, fall. You can plan those two yep. together. So, I have long
1: loved my birthday. It is the first of June. I was like right
0: at the beginning of the month. I am at the top of things. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about you the other day because I was... We're not going to talk about this now, but I'm doing like this huge systems overhaul. And (laughs) I always like to do like a monthly planning. And then I was like, oh, why isn't the start of the month always on the same weekday? And I was like, oh, no, I'm turning into (laughs) Haley. Gosh. Okay, but it's a valid question. (laughs) I got into a
1: conversation with my brother-in-law about this, who is an engineer, at American Thanksgiving. And I said something like, Well, yeah, because you know, months are a meaningless measure of time. And he was just like, <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And we had this whole conversation <laughs> about time. And I was like, Wow, I really feel like we relate on this. You know, it's kind of kind of hard sometimes with extended family if you don't always have a lot in common. And I was like, Oh, the thing that we have in common is is that we uh, you know, think that months are a meaningless measure of time and we should be doing things differently so we had a whole conversation the rest of the table was was not immediately on the same page as us and so we ended up you know teaming up to explain it to everyone else in the family why our current calendar system is so flawed do you know what the scandinavians do have you heard about this no i don't tell me because i feel like they do so many things better than other parts
0: of the yeah. world so so i want to make a quick uh, explanation for the for the patents out there is that so scandinavia i think is technically norway denmark sweden okay but then the nordics are including iceland and finland as well and it's funny because some you know how people like who are your friends they give you like these nicknames and stuff and i had like some people call me like scanty something because i'm like look scandinavian i guess um but I, I have recently learned, now that I work more officially in the capacity of this region, oh. that Scandinavia is a word I cannot say ever. Wow. I have to say the Nordics, because that's the five countries. So it's, yeah. And Wait, what's the-, the fifth one? Because you said Norway, Denmark. Oh, and, f-
1: and Finland. Sweden. So Finland. So is Finland yeah. not Scandinavia, but it is Nordics? Or did it just miss the first list that you were sharing?
0: So, no. So this is where we could go into like a war zone at some point. because. gotcha.
1: Let's not do that on the
0: podcast. So I think like traditionally Norway, Finland, Denmark are Scandinavia. But then Finland always wants to be a part of it, but they don't want Finland
1: because... Oh, wait. So hold on. You said Finland the first time. You mean Norway, Sweden, Denmark are Scandinavia, and Finland always wants to be a part of
0: it. Okay. Yeah. And then, but that but then if you so that's the kind of political scandinavia but then if you look to the geographic scandinavia the peninsula if it can be called a peninsula one is literally the size of three giant countries of Norway, Sweden, Finland is called like Fennoscandia or something so wow. that landmass is technically called Scandinavia which obviously doesn't include Denmark because that's across the across the mm. strait so anyway the long story short version is just don't ever say Scandinavia always just say Nordics. So that's that's what I do. That is a great rule.
1: That is a great rule. I remember the first time I so I spent a summer in Norway when I was younger and I remember the first time I met someone from Finland and she kept saying Suomi and I was like, Where's that? And she was like, No, that's Finland. Like that's our word for Finland. And I was like, oh. How did that happen? What happened there? That like in English we say Finland, but the country itself calls itself Suomi. Again, I might not be pronouncing oh. it correctly. Like what
0: what there was a massive breakdown in communication <laughs> here. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's because Finland has a language that is unrelated to anything.
2: Hmm. Like
0: it is that's a whole another chapter as well. Because so Icelandic, the language, is pretty much like Latin for the Roman languages. So all the like Norwegian, Swedish and da- Danish are all pretty easy to pick up if you know Icelandic because right. Icelandic is, is like the old and complicated one. And all of their languages have kind of developed, they've become easier and more modern. And we still speak like Viking language, basically. <laughs> and And we have like really complicated grammar and things like that. And obviously it's not hard to learn it if you learn it as a child, but it's not super easy to pick up Icelandic like later in life. But so, but the interesting thing as well is that I feel like Iceland also isn't like, I feel like people think of it as part of the Nordics, but it's so on its own that there's a lot of things that they do that we don't actually do. And I think culturally we are pretty different to the other Nordic countries. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of this is to say that they have, you know, traditions that we don't have. and But now I'm working more closely with them. And so I get exposed to this and they just talk about, and I'm sure you will know this as soon as I say it, they talk about week numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is how they just do things. And now we're planning a festival for next year in April. And so... I was in a meeting where we had to plan, like, when do we open submissions? When does the jury get together and go over the submissions? Like, so there's like a timeline in place. And they were like, oh, yeah, let's open the application week 49. And then let's have it open till week eight. And I was like, I have no idea what y'all are talking about. Like, I <laughs> my mind doesn't wrap its head around it like that, because I don't like it's not If you say week 17, it doesn't immediately come to my head what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But they communicate just in those terms, like on a call. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Yeah. I was was like, if you were able to get into it, I guess it's pretty efficient. But also everyone else you work with would then not be a part of it. So it's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, everyone I work with does use weeks, but
1: we don't use it... In that, yeah, so we've been using Weeks at work for a little while now, but we because, you know, Seasons doesn't work with a global company, right? Because if, right. if Summer and we have teammates in Australia, like it's literally the opposite. So yeah, we do use Weeks for a lot of our planning documents and things like that. But the thing is, seeing it in a planning document versus saying it and actively being, being aware constantly of what week it is is very different. So I... I see it weekly and so I, you know, no, but I don't think I've gone through that cycle enough to be familiar enough with it. Like it's only been a couple of years, maybe two, maybe a year and a half. So I think I need a few more cycles before I could be comfortable saying week eight to week 40 is although actually, no, you know what? I do have a rough idea of when that is, but oh. anyways, yes, I recommend, I recommend going by weeks because it is very clear and you can do this thing in Google calendar. I don't know if it's automatic or not where you toggle a setting so that the week displays at the top of your Google Calendar constantly. That is very, very useful.
0: I have played around with the week numbers because I agree it's just so much more clear. But this is one of the hearts and minds type of things. It takes a while for your head to wrap around it because I think the months, even though (laughs) I wouldn't go as far as you to say it's a useless measurement. I have strong opinions. But I feel like something like an October or April or... June is so clear in our heads like it's Yeah. because when we're talking about these things it's hard if you always need a second to kind of figure out where you're placed but yeah so yeah but weeks that's what they do in the Nordics and they weeks. use it like in conversation and everyone knows what's going on
1: wow yeah I definitely am not at that level but I love it that's very interesting yeah okay we uh, have <laughs> things to talk about that aren't the Nordics <laughs> Yes. So, should we go over the strengths we have? Okay. So, within the Clifton strengths, they have, we both ended up with signature themes, is what they call them. So, we have signature themes that represent our five most dominant themes of talent in the rank order revealed in your responses to StrengthsFinder. Um, There are 34 of them total. But so what they say is that these signature themes are important in maximizing the talents that lead to your success. And then by focusing on these, both separately and in combination, you can identify your talents, you can build those into strengths, and then just essentially it overall will help you with performance. So you have a list of the 34 themes, right, Habby?
0: Yeah, so let me just pull it up here so what they did is so there's 34 strengths total and what i think is kind of nice about it is like i tried to say before is some of these are quite vague so if you're just a person who's naturally good at one of these you might not be able to be like oh here's a strength of mine like it the i think what this is really good is like it frames things that are often quite vague and that's pretty much what it's like done for me so Mm -hmm. they split the 34 strengths into four domains and here i'm reading from this website are a culmination of decades of research by this guy don clifton so he's basically been researching people like successful people for years and years and years and then he's been able to identify these 34 strengths and then he's grouped them into four domains and the four domains are strategic thinking relationship building influencing and executing. Mm. And just to give some examples for each, so for strategic thinking, for an example, they have analytical, learner and futuristic. So I guess if you're a person who's quite futuristic, that may be not something that's easy for yourself to articulate. But by seeing it in this context, you're like, oh, okay, what does that mean for me? And so just to go through the other ones with some examples. So in relationship building, there's empathy, harmony, positivity, you know, and this is just some people or another one I like is relator. So there's just maybe a person who's really good at relating to other people and they might not recognize that that is actually a huge skill that not everyone has. Mm. But that is something that is a strength. And if you know it, you can... And they have in the book, they have, oh, here are some ideas of professions you could go into or the type of tasks you should ask for at work or something you can lean into a little bit. And I think with especially things like relationship building, it can be easy to dismiss the importance of, like we said, like relating to other people. And then on the influencing uh, theme, there's communication, self-assurance, activator. And so those are... Uh I found this really interesting as well because yeah, I think a lot of people now know that communication, especially in like these times where all everything has moved to online, like communication is a real big skill and not everyone has it. And the same with self-assurance and and on the final one is executing. So one is responsibility, another is focus, another is belief. And I just think it's really what what it did for me is that Because, yeah, like I said, like these are quite hard to put your finger on. And I think especially Mm -hmm. in the context of who you are as a person, I have so many conversations with people about like, how do you promote your work, uh, like your own work? And almost everyone finds it really hard to kind of get this like third person perspective of who they are. And I think this has been really, really helpful for just being here is something you can work on develop and then they have action items as well so I definitely recommend if anyone finds this intriguing at all that for me it was worth kind of looking at it and seeing because then also they give you five strengths so you're bound to have two at least within the same theme so that also gives you an idea of like oh here's On a bigger level, are you better at like executing or are you better strategically or you're better on the relationship building side? So I just think all those were quite interesting. And yeah, I'm so glad I did it because I probably wouldn't have been able to frame the things I was interested in and, you know, what I wanted to do so concretely if I hadn't done it myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I probably would have chosen a couple at random and not, you know, If I was like, oh, I'll just look at my strengths, but this is truly measured by a really, really good survey. What's interesting is I didn't know that they broke them into these four areas, strategic thinking, relationship building, influencing, and executing. And I fall completely into two categories.
0: Oh, really? What about you? Do you fall
1: into two of these or three or across the board? Wait, I feel like I can guess
0: your ones.
1: <laughs> of the four that I
0: listed, you think you can guess the two? <laughs> yeah, I might be able to. Wait, let's... Uh, so mine is actually a little bit different. I have two in one, and then I'm across the board. Oh, interesting. Okay, I think the two in one that you have
1: is strategic thinking.
0: <gasps> yes! God, ha, you're yes. So talented. <laughs> so I think the two you have is executing mm-hmm. and... Oh God! Oh, and probably influencing.
1: Yeah, those are my two. I'm just actually more in influencing because it's a three-two situation. And
0: then, <gasps> oh, this is so interesting! Yeah, it oh is. my
1: God, this is. So should we yeah. just
0: list out the ones we have, and then if we want to talk more about it, we can? Or
1: yes, let me hold on. Let me quickly. I now, I now have a cat situation. Hold on. <laughs>
0: That makes me feel less bad about the other (laughs) event. Oh my
1: goodness. Sorry, she was outside the door just scratching at it. And I'm like, you know what? That probably will come across in the audio. (laughs) (laughs) Poor y'all. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Poor
2: y'all.
1: Okay, so yeah,
0: I love the idea of just listing out ours and then maybe going into more detail. Okay, do you want to start? Because I'm so intrigued because you have. Everything concentrated on the
2: two
0: themes. <laughs> okay, do you want me to just list my five? Yeah, we could go okay. into it after, and then I'll list my five. Uh, I think somewhat
1: unsurprisingly, I have Achiever, I have Activator, Discipline, <sighs> Significance, and Communication.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Activator, Communication... I'm, I'm looking at it on my screen, so I'm going by that order. So, Activator, Communication... Oh, I see. I see
1: significance. Wait. Activator, discipline, signification, and then communication.
0: Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm doing it another way. So, so under influencing, you have activator, communication, significance under influencing.
1: I have activator,
0: communication, communication significance. and significance,
1: and then under executing, I have achiever and discipline. Discipline.
0: Oh. That I love that for you. Okay, we can get more <laughs> Thank into the details. You. Okay, what are yours? So I have two in strategic thinking. I love that you picked up on that. You are so... Yeah, f- immediately
1: oh. I, I knew as soon as we looked at these categories, I immediately knew, oh, you're going to be in the
0: strategic thinking category. Oh, that's so cool. So my, so my two in strategic thinking are input and strategic. Mm, mm-hmm. I was going to say strategic. And then... I actually have also achiever and also Yay. activator. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um and then in the blue sorry, it's blue on the screen that. Really, in the relationship building. We can show Relationship like, with building. <laughs> uh, I have positivity. Oh yeah, that tracks. This is really sweet. I love that we have both Achiever and Activator.
1: <laughs> what is wild to me is there is so much of this that just is in line with the Enneagram. You know? <gasps> right. Because positivity, even in urine Enneagram type 7,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, positivity just makes total, total sense for you. And then my... Enneagram is literally called the Achiever. So, and I
0: also think, yeah, I think like discipline is a good one of those, but. Oh, discipline is, I feel like, yeah. What, when I did mine, what really surprised me was that I had Achiever because I feel like, we have talked so much about me being more perfectionist and you being achiever. But then when I saw it, I was like, no, actually, I do get quite a lot of stuff done. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense. Um, but this is also why I was dying to talk to you about it because I was like, there's no way Hayley doesn't have achiever. So I feel like I had already... And I knew you had discipline because it's come up on the show before. Yeah. But so I was really curious to know about your others as well. Yeah. And you know, the first
1: time... So I actually have taken this again because I think I was in a really strange spot when I first took this so Mm -hmm. I wanted to take it again because I felt this might not you know you know when you're in a moment where I was taking this I don't remember why I think I just decided it needed to get done yeah you wanted to check it off your list that's what happened (laughs) I literally just wanted to check it off my list and so it wasn't I wasn't in the best space and what's really interesting is that my first one when I was not in a great space was used to be competition and then it changed to achiever
0: which oh. I think is very,
1: very interesting. Of like, oh yeah, when I was in a bad place, it was more on the competition side. Um, like for me, not that not saying competition is bad, but
0: but isn't that also like a type three trade? It's like when it goes, yeah,
1: yeah, that is when type when type threes are like not doing well, that comes out. So yeah, I just see a lot of parallels here between the Clifton strengths and the Enneagram. But yeah, yeah, so these oh are fascinating. Okay, I let's do a quick high level. I don't want to go into, so if you ever do this test, you get a ton, a ton, a ton of information about every single strength. And they even have, mm-hmm. like, I think that, that there are questions that you can ask yourself if this is your strength. There's a description of what the strength is. I don't really want to go into all of that because that just seems no. like a lot, but... We'll just do an overview. Let me pull up my report. Yeah, let's quickly just do, so like, what is the Achiever, for example? Let's do the two that we have, that we have Mm -hmm. together. In common. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in common. So for Achiever, it says people exceptionally talented in the Achiever theme work hard and possess a great deal of stamina. They take immense satisfaction in being (laughs) busy and productive.
0: And that is very accurate. (laughs) If we ever need to update the make, work, work description, (laughs) I feel like there's something there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We'll just take that completely. That's the thing. And then activator. Let me pull up. So people who are especially talented in the activator theme can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. They are often impatient. That doesn't sound like us. Uh, What I find funny is that for... Episode 36, when we were talking about planning, we both talk about how we are the planner in a in a group and we're the person that ends up, you know, sort of getting things done if no one steps into the role.
0: And that is 1000% the activator. Oh, right. Strength. Yeah, I have... This is my worst quality. I am not very patient. This is my worst quality. <laughs> no, I am. I am so impatient and I'm so aware of it as well A lot of like really worked and like not being so impatient. But it's mm-hmm. it's hard for me every time I am like, why is this taking so long? And I've actually I've had situations in like a work context where I'm just I just want to get things done that I've had people be like, oh, we need to have a more of a discussion about this. And I'm like, great. Yeah, that's what we need. We need to do it slower.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, this is genuinely, this is exactly so. Activator in the longer description, it says, You are, you probably are frustrated by delays caused by people or circumstances. And then, what is one of the other ones? There was something else that you said that was in here too. That is so funny.
0: Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I always just say, they want to do things now rather than simply talk about them. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. This
1: is so... Yeah, this is just so fascinating. I'm so
0: glad we have these two in common. I didn't realize I that. That's so sweet. I know it actually makes sense also why we have a project together, you know. Yeah, somewhat
1: somewhat unsurprising. Okay, I want to talk about your, your other top one, input. Hold on, let me pull up the description. So input is under strategic thinking... So wait, I Tell actually got that one.
0: I find it really interesting. So I guess this is imposter syndrome all over again because I feel like I've known about myself that I have had an interest in strategy for a really long time, but this was one of those things where I felt I, I just felt like what can you just say you're uh, good at strategy? Like this was something I found <laughs> really I, I don't know. I don't know if you relate to this, Haley, or like if you know what where I'm going with it. It's like how do you say oh, yeah, I'm just really good at strategy. But... I mean, I get that, but I would say that you are good at strategy, so...
1: Oh, well, I mean... That's why I thought of Strategic Thinker for you.
0: That's so interesting because I have books about strategy specifically. I mean, my podcast mentorship episode was in large part inspired from like a strategy perspective, uh, from the personal hero thing. And I was... Yeah, so the strategy, that just made me really happy because... I genuinely feel like this was one of those things that I know I'm interested in, but I didn't know how to talk about it or, um, which is funny given that it's yeah. a strategy. <laughs> so, <I see. laughs> so that one, that's probably the one I was kind of most happy with. And also because it says in like the longer text that it just says, trust your instincts and trust your intuition, which is something that I think that's for strategic. Yeah. Because, because I see mm-hmm. things in this like pattern ways and, I think I've said on the show before it's like sometimes I you know I framed it awkwardly but I was like I feel like it's often quite easy for me to read the situation Mm -hmm. and I think when you're earlier in your career it's quite hard to speak from a place of authority on something like that but now obviously Mm -hmm. more experience and then also just knowing this this actually has been really helpful for me to be like no no this is something that is definitely a strength of yours and then when I think about it I let me literally all my work is pretty much strategy so yeah. because it does make sense but it was i it it has been hard for me over the years to just say it and own it mm-hmm. and then the other one so these are actually my top two strengths so my my second one is strategic strategy and input and input wait hold is, on i just want to
1: si- so hold on we didn't describe strategic though oh right you can do it if you want Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure for people following along that so strategic was people exceptionally talented in the strategic theme create alternative ways to proceed, which is an interesting way to describe that. Faced with any given scenario, they can quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. And then input, people exceptionally talented in the input theme have a need to collect and archive. They may accumulate information, ideas, artifacts, or even relationships. So yes. Okay, so these
0: are your top two. Yeah, and so the input one was actually so, 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 so interesting to me, because for people who've listened over the years, I feel like this is a kind of wall I've been up against for so long, because I read a lot, I listen to a lot of music, I, I this... Like in the longer uh, description, they say it's like you're inquisitive, you're curious, you kind of collect references to things. And this has been my struggle. I never knew what to do with it. I just had all this input from all these different sources. And then I didn't really know. This is why I'm in book clubs. You know, I feel like it explains so many things about me. But then and that I think this is from the book. It says input without output leads to stagnation. And Mm. I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. I think that's also why I've been so frustrated because I have notes and I have things I want to talk about. And I didn't have channels for them. And I didn't I mean, I think this is why I have a podcast. I think this is why I've always had a writing project of some kind. And it actually was so helpful to know these two things together is that like I am. I don't know what's the best way to explain it but I'm driven by this like curiosity and input but that requires an output and then also the strategic thinking is that just trust your own insight your own intuition and like what's the best way to execute that so Mm -hmm. those two together were really really eye-opening for me just because of this framing of things that actually have both kind of been a struggle for me over the years Especially the input output one, because I was like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense. Um, So, yeah, I had never, ever heard about input. Like, what does that even mean? Input as a strength. It sounds really weird. But when you read it and when you know the kind of I heard. So we just did our Spotify rap for the podcast and I also did it for myself as well. And I learned that I listen to more music than ninety nine percent of people in Iceland. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's not surprising. <laughs> so it's just, and I mean, we talked about sixty one books on the last episode. So I think, yeah, like it actually makes so much sense. And then um, this is why I make my own playlists. You know, it, suddenly a yeah. lot of things just—I was like, oh, I—it clicked for me. So yeah. That was a huge kind of moment for me when I figured like this input one out was a really big one for me. The strategy one was also a really big one for me because it kind of gave me almost permission. I know you don't need permission to just be like, no, strategy is definitely a strength of mine, a skill of mine. Yeah. And and then the achiever part was interesting because i was like because i've always thought of you as the achiever to be like oh no actually i i do things also
1: <laughs> yeah you do things also there's not only one person in a friendship that can be an achiever
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't know that so i'm so grateful that i now know that and then mm-hmm. the last one for me is the positivity which i just think is um it's so perfect <laughs> it's really sweet so perfect to you hold on let me pull up the description
1: for that one because we haven't mentioned it we mentioned achiever and activator but so mm-hmm. for positivity people exceptionally talented in, po- in the positivity theme have contagious enthusiasm they are upbeat and can get others excited about what they are going to do oh that is so accurate
0: <laughs> it's really sweet so this is just so seven too <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so also that's so sweet it's really sweet and also I like we're probably going to talk about it a little bit more but with the theme discussion but like coming out of last year which was awful and then like the first half of this year was also not super fun for me and then getting this assessment I don't know what's the correct word but it was just so yeah assessment's good yeah it was just really validating and really helpful and it's also nice it was just really nice it was just a pleasant thing all around so I just thought very warmly towards you that you um, had told me to do it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy we're reviewing it
1: now because it is just really helpful to be thinking about this at the end of the year going into next year. And yeah, this is this is just all so helpful. Like the so the ones that we have in common, Achiever and Activator are my top two. That we've already mentioned. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So like those are the ones that we have in common, but those are also my top two. Oh, that's cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Those are my three and four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Your top two are both the strategic ones and my top two are both. Are Achiever and Activator in the same category? Let me see. No. No. They're in two different categories. But still, I live very much in the influencing and executing categories, which is Mm -hmm. so which makes complete sense. And then you have like slightly more strategic thinking and then you're across relationship building, influencing and executing, which is fascinating.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, do you want to go through your others? Yes. I'm really curious what they mean a little bit more. Yeah.
1: So we've gone through Achiever and Activator. The next one for me is Discipline, which I think I've always described as routine oriented, Mm -hmm. but this is fascinating. It says people exceptionally talented in the discipline theme, enjoy routine and structure. Their world is best described by the order they create. And I have so felt this. This So true for you. As a strength of Mm -hmm. mine in the past. And so it's, it's helpful
0: to just have the language. That's the thing. It is helpful to have a language. I feel like anyone who knows yeah. Haley like gets the sense that she's quite disciplined. But knowing it and being able to say it, because maybe that's not the word mm-hmm. they think of. Um yeah, so yeah. I'm just really grateful yeah. for this whole uh whole thing that exists called the strength finder. It's really interesting. No. It's
1: so great. Okay, I have two more that I'll quickly do an overview of. My next one is significance which they describe as people in this category want to make a big impact. They are independent and prioritize projects based on how much influence they will have on their organization or people around them.
0: Oh my God, this is so
1: true for you as well. I also think of this as sort of like prioritization as well. Like I can definitely come into a project or a group and say, this is just, here's exactly what we need to do to have an impact. And if we... Yeah, well, I'm just reusing all of the words from this description, (laughs) but yeah, I've absolutely noticed that about myself more recently. I have more examples than I used to of this. And then Mm -hmm. the last one for me, which is so awesome to have this as a strength is because this is, you know, essentially my career is in the communications realm and Mm -hmm. the strength is communication. So I'm glad that that (laughs) lines up. (laughs) But so for this one, uh, generally find it easier to put their thoughts into words, which is very accurate They are good conversationalists and presenters. I think it would shock people to know how often I go into live speaking engagements or even podcasts and stuff like that with no preparation. (laughs) I just,
0: just zero. This doesn't surprise me.
1: The number of times that I have done that on stage is, you know, I, and I feel, I used to feel bad about it because I would say, you know, I would think, oh, other people are so much more more prepared. Am I not prepared enough? But it's not that I'm not prepared enough. It's that I am good on the spot. Mm -hmm. And so- I don't, the preparing doesn't make me better, necessarily.
0: No, also, you've prepared for like the last 15 years of the choices you've made <laughs> in your life. I sometimes think this is, um, we forget. I feel like I don't have a communicator on mind, but since I started my new job, I do a lot of speaking engagement now. And I do a lot of them with my boss directly. And Mm. we can go into it so cold. Like I did a fifteen hour presentation that I knew about like the day before and I didn't have time to prepare. We did like a lecture at one point. That was like two hours. You know, it's because but the preparation is because you know the subject really, really well. And I don't think that's something to feel bad about. It's just that like this is your strength yeah that's exactly what it is like this is your strength this is why they ask you to do it like they could ask someone who needed like 15 hours to prepare for a speaking engagement but that's not the person they ask you know
1: yeah yeah that's so true oh I love I love this this is so valuable and Mm -hmm. especially as we are reflecting on this year looking ahead to next year this is just so 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 valuable honestly I am So grateful that I came across this. It was actually my old manager who recommended that I take this test. And I just never did it for a while until I decided one day I am checking this off of my list. And that's why I did it not necessarily in the best space the first time. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy I did it because this is extremely valuable. And my recommendation to others would be wait until you do what Abby did and wait until (laughs) you were in the right space so that you get accurate
0: results. It was honestly... Haley, it was such a gift to do it exactly when I did it because, yeah, we were we'll talk more about like the the years we've had. But, like, honestly, it was just a gift. That's how I see it. So, I'm just really Mm -hmm. grateful that this exists in the world and that you told me to do it. And then I did it like a year later. (laughs) Like I did with the ending Which is a theme.
1: I will just... I have that top of mind now. If you don't do something immediately, I'm not offended. I will look out for this in the next 12 to 18 months. (laughs) We will will get back to this.
0: Yeah, and I had like the book on my bookshelf for so long and I feel like it was just staring me in the face all the time and I'm like, I'll get to your book, you know? (laughs) I'll get to you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And now... My cat spilled water on it, so it's going to be a bit more puffy oh, now. Oh, bowie.
1: <laughs> this episode of Make Work Work is brought to you by Board. I've worked remotely for nearly six years now, and I've often had people ask me how on earth I feel connected to my colleagues when we all work remotely and we just aren't in person together. The answer is that we spend conscious time connecting with one another. One way to do that is to play games together, which is exactly what our sponsor, Board, offers. Board is a suite of free games for remote teams on Slack. Board has everything from trivia, icebreakers, two minute breaks, and lots more. Board games are good whether you're onboarding new employees, having a stand up meeting, a quick water cooler conversation, grabbing a donut during a virtual coffee, or having a Friday happy hour. Board will take you on a journey of memes, funny GIFs, and the best pop culture quizzes. We installed it on the Make Work Work Slack, and it was so easy to get up and running immediately. To learn more or to get started now, go to board.social. Now, back to the show. Are you ready to wrap up 2021?
0: (laughs) Yes, I actually am so ready to close out this year. I am like, all right, 2021, let's get you out of the way. Let's move into the next year. I feel like I'm 100% ready to part ways with this year. Okay, great. Let's just check off this year in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Check. It's done.
1: It's over. It's the achiever activator part of ourselves. (laughs) I feel like maybe more the achiever side of things. Let's just... Let's just finish up 2021. Uh, yeah, I can't believe this has just been a wild year. And we did a theme check-in. What month did that did that end up being? August or September? Probably August. We published a theme check-in. Probably August. Um, but we still want to close out 2021 yearly themes anyways. Yeah, so we did a kind of post-summer. Yeah, which honestly I am of the mind of people who can consider September the start of a new year. Just through years and years and years of school and the education institution, September feels like a new year for me. But, you know, not, I mean, not to get into it too much, but this year it was almost like my themes ended in September. And now I've been in an in-between, wrapping up the year mode ever since. So... Okay. Do you maybe want to start? Yeah, but January is real. Or... Yeah, I mean, mine is, quite, mine is quite quite straightforward, so I'm happy to start and then pass it over to you. Sure. But yeah, I, I really feel like my themes this year were so centered around having a baby, of course. So mm-hmm. I have the season of preparing pre-baby and then the season of adapting post-baby. And then I think what happened is I just got to a point where I embraced adapting and I didn't need to think about it anymore. So... Oh, that's great. I've stopped thinking about themes for a few months now. I think really our conversation on the on the show was sort of like the end of that for me. Very shortly after that, I sort of just considered that theme complete and then have just sort of been thinking ahead to the next theme, which I don't have yet. We can get to that next year. But yeah, for me, it was because my themes were so centered around an event I think it mm-hmm. was not applicable anymore once I had settled in. So once I got back to work and I was back in that routine and once a couple of other processes in my life were were sort of all figured out and especially just I've been able to predict things a little bit more, even with like the timings of our conversations, I have a better idea of when I'm free or when I'm not free. So I think that it served me well, but I kind of closed that one out very shortly after we talked. So I haven't had very much on the theme end that has been on my mind for wrapping up the year because I I really do think like it, I sort of, it served me and then I've moved on. Right. Which is good. But I think that you have had more, like your theme was truly throughout the entire year. So maybe there's a little bit more for you to update on as we we sort of wrap up the year.
0: Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I definitely feel, I almost feel like my... my theme came into fruition. This is a theme pun. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> literally just in the last, like, I feel like it's still kind of happening. And it's it's been, I feel like it's been like a theme that builds. And yeah, mm. like the last two or three months have been the kind of, peak of it so I definitely right. didn't want to leave the year without having like a proper conversation about it and I think um I wonder what's the best way to structure it because it's so funny this is why we had to have the conversation about the Strengths Finder because it comes so much into it so wait I have some notes can you remind
1: everyone what your yeah I was just gonna say can you remind everyone what your theme was maybe that's a good place to start
0: yeah so uh I did the year of flourishing. Yes. And my thinking, I don't know how much we talked about it on the show or how much of it came up, but like when I came into 21, I was just a broken shell of a human. I had like moved pretty dramatically because of COVID. My industry was kind of in ruins and I was just making a lot of decisions. Uh, pretty much to solve problems not really because I wanted to and then I feel like when I came into 21 I was just thinking like I really need some space to just clear my head and think things through and I like I had this metaphor about a garden and all that stuff and so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what was really interesting is that I kind of deliberately didn't really do a whole lot in the beginning of the year, I feel like I removed a lot of the structures and I think another way you can frame all that is just like healing Um, it was... Mm like just and also I think when you're in this space where just everything goes on in your life it also just brings up older stuff and everything so it was just like a really really dark time and then when I started introducing things back into my life again it was really really intentional and it's actually really Mm -hmm. interesting because I think I had this idea in my head that like the summer would kind of be where I switched gears a little bit and that is exactly what happened that's when I took the strings finder and that's what I say it was such a gift because it just clarified my thinking on a lot of things and it's been really interesting because I have all these I've never really done anything like this so deliberately but I wrote out like next part of uh, I split up the theme into like a couple of chapters and mm. for yeah for like the third chapter so like just coming out of the summer I literally wrote The input and output are in balance. So that's directly from the strengths finder because that's exactly what I was feeling. I just constantly felt so blocked because I had all this input and I didn't know what to do with it. Um, And then like a big focus for me this second half of the year was like, how do you set up uh, input that I'm happy with? So I'm also really intentional about like kind Mm. of media. I consume, I unfollow a lot of people on social media now. And I don't watch things. Which is healthy. Yeah. So I also, this. it's also even just the people I interact with. Like this time has been, I sometimes phrase it as a way, like I just don't have any bandwidth for things that aren't nurturing to me. Because it's just,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like last year, I, all my energy went into just kind of like holding things together. And then it just meant if things weren't serving me. I just didn't have time for them and I didn't have energy for them. And as someone who was like a people pleaser and like more like diplomatic sometimes, I think it was actually such a blessing that I just had this dramatic, like, you know what, I don't have time for anything that's not healthy and nourishing. So I just kind of took a step back from a lot of things. So yeah. Yeah. But the second half of the year has been much more exciting. Uh, but I feel like <laughs> I couldn't have got into it without this first half, even though it was definitely not fun. Right. Um, you had to do the work to get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting because I'm looking at this like list that I wrote and like a few of the kind of uh, items I have was like have advertisers for Make Work Work, which we now have, have email lists yeah. set up, which I just did. Um, yes. And then, yeah, so another thing I wrote is just like be a seven, just like go out and enjoy life, <laughs> which is really I sweet. I love that. Yeah, and then like it just, I don't know where I would be if I wouldn't be in my current job because that has been uh, so rewarding because it's just so, I keep feeling like I'm cheating because like everything I'm supposed to do is something that like I do, like I'm naturally, like naturally good at. Like I work on the playlist, (laughs) which is something I've been doing for a long time. When I was in Portugal, there was just this momentum where I feel like just everything worked out and all the conversations I had were effortless. And it was really weird because, yeah, it was just really weird. And then to go, I know like my schedule has been kind of crazy, but to go from like conference to them back to back, I also just feel like having 10 years in London, you become so trained at having these kind of professional communication, like, what do you do? What do I do? Like, what do you need? What do I, what can I offer? Like, how do you have those conversations? and. A big part of my job now is, like, connecting people. And, Mm -hmm. like, what they said about the input, like, yeah, I do kind of... I wouldn't say I collect people because that sounds, like, really dehumanizing. (laughs) But I have, like, a map of people in my head. And I I do quite easily, like, introduce people and things like that. And so it's just been... um, I've also become a lot less precious about, like, output. I used to be such a big perfectionist. Now I just... Press publish on like a lot of things, and I noticed typos. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I noticed typos on things, and I'm like, nah, that's a shame, you know, but it doesn't, oh my gosh, it doesn't like freak me out. And I'm, yeah, like I did the newsletter, which was like a really fun thing for me to do because that was something that I had overthought for a long time. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have, I'm just gonna call them ladders. And they're going to be from me and they're just going to be about whatever I want to talk about. And then what I like about having it as like ladders is that it's, it doesn't have to be, it's not a published piece that people can reference and like it's not official in Mm. that capacity. And also because we don't have to get into this conversation, like, I mean, Iceland is amazing and we love Iceland, but there's also just things about it that I thought like the reason I wasn't super keen to move back over the last 10 years was because of exactly what has turned out to be true is just, you know, people sometimes, I don't know, it's hard to talk about it publicly, but sometimes people are just, um, it's almost like they are root against you, which is like a tricky thing to navigate sometimes. and but the funny thing is is that already happens just by me doing my job so i'm like well i still have to do my job so if that's the thing i i can't stop doing my job so that but that almost opened up space for me to also do it for my own project so yeah it's been really freeing yeah yeah.
1: And for anyone who is not subscribed to your newsletter, the they have been so great. I love the tone that you take in them. It's very much just, it's so you, like the voice and the tone is just so you, you're not, you know, trying to be anything else. You're just sharing from your perspective, which I really love. And just because you probably won't shout it out for anyone who wants <laughs> to subscribe to Hattie's newsletter, I'll put a link in the show notes. And also it's on her Twitter profile, It's one of those, you know, links right underneath the Twitter profile where you can subscribe to her newsletter.
0: Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you. um, I also think because another thing that I did is I just realized I think like the creative process, I guess, is so far from all the metrics and everything that people. It's so easy to get caught up in that and like social and stuff. So, I've like turned off likes on Instagram. I'm out of like five Instagram accounts now, but I just turn off the likes because they stress me out. And so I just don't look at them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I like that with the newsletter as well is because it's just a letter. And because of this kind of um, dynamic I was talking about, like with Iceland, I, I like that it just goes out to the people who have opted in. So I think that's also why I don't really push it. I'm just like, you can, it's not hard to find it. It's literally on my Twitter profile. But... I'd rather have fewer people uh, subscribe that then like appreciate it rather than like push it out and try to boost numbers and that kind of thing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's a really good way to look at it. And I think newsletters in particular, so we've been talking about this sort of behind the scenes, are fascinating. A friend of mine who I mentioned on one of the last episodes who wrote that article about virtual assistants also wrote an article about having a private newsletter. And I feel like that's a really similar theme. So she has a private newsletter that's just for friends and family. It isn't published anywhere. And that's one of the things where it's like it's not about growing numbers. It's really just about sharing things with a couple of people that truly want to hear from you. And I think that is such Mm -hmm. a different mindset to go into having a newsletter than to say, I'm going to grow this. We're going to have exponential growth and then I'm going to... Mm -hmm either, you know, sell space or sell links within the newsletter or even some people, you know, sell their newsletters to publications that that happens. Not for, you know, not people like me, but people mm-hmm. who are reporters and who who have a lot, a lot, a lot of followers and influence overall. But I love that you went into your newsletter with that mindset of this is just in opt-in people can join if they want to and if they don't want to that's fine and it's not going to be I like that it lowered the stakes for you too and made it more possible mm-hmm. for you to publish because that is so it's so important to be able to think of what is stopping me from doing this project that I want to be able to do and if it's the stakes are too high then you can fix that by saying mm-hmm. like I'll make the stakes lower then so I yeah I love all of this for you oh
0: thank you and also like The thing is, as well, like what I was saying, like it's come up with the show before that, like no one in Iceland ever talks to me about the podcast. And it's really I don't this is like psychologists can help me understand this, you know, in the future. But (laughs) I just I feel like I'm not even trying to understand it. These are just facts that I know, like no one in Iceland wants to talk to me about the podcast. But sometimes there's something that I'm really excited about. You know something that I'm working on, or something that I'm like, because also I work on the playlist, and sometimes there's something about the playlist I get really excited about, and I feel like the social media platforms just weren't working for me in talking about it, and so yeah. I feel like it's been interesting because I feel like by having this for the newsletter, so for example, with the episode we released where we talked about imposter syndrome, I ended up writing a newsletter about that because that was really special to me, but. I, that doesn't mean I do one for every episode we do. I'm not saying all the episodes are right. special, you know, but th- there was just a reason to do it for that. And I f- felt like I needed more space than a tweet. So that was like a space for it. But what's been really interesting is because I've had this approach, I feel like I'm much more casual about all of the other platforms as well. I feel like I've posted more on Facebook and more on LinkedIn than I was doing anyway because I just feel like I don't really know exactly what to make of it. It's just I feel like I have much more relaxed approach towards all of it, Mm. which is helpful when you're someone like me. Um, (laughs) More relaxed is not a bad place to be. So
1: (laughs) I love that. I need more of that.
0: I also feel like because of the times where everything, like I'm probably never going to have a year where I spend so much time at home. And so I feel feel like now is the kind of time to just figure these things out. Because actually, when I look through a lot of my old themes, we had like year of action, year of intention. And I feel like a lot of these are trying to get at exactly this, but I just didn't have the way to do it. So, yeah, I'm actually super excited to think through next year's theme because... Um, I feel like this is the final one kind of on that journey now. So, mm, like it's been a build up. It has taken multiple years, yeah, oh, absolutely. And, yeah, it's also interesting because I think, um, you know, the reason why it was hard because of this Iceland dynamic, but, like that was also the case when I was in London, even though I was in Iceland all the time. Um, it was still there because I still went quite a lot back. But now I'm here. And I, these are all still true, but I've just kind of been forced to deal with it a little bit more. So I actually think that's mm-hmm. been healthy for me, even though, and I can't stress this enough, it has definitely not been fun. Oh. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was like a process, but it, now it's actually really rewarding. And it's um, yeah. So this kind of past three or four months have been just really, really magical almost so that's been mm. a fun thing which is also really bizarre to be still in the middle of a pandemic and everything is still like a lot of the external situation hasn't really changed but it was just that, uh, yeah there's a lot you can do
1: internally yeah 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 I think so one reflection sh- that I wanted to share related to themes is I don't know if themes are working for me. I think that's that's sort of oh, that's the reflection. As I was reflecting on this year, I think the themes that I set up, and maybe this is just the way that I'm setting themes, like very willing to recognize that. But the way that I'm setting up themes that I've set them up in the past, I think, I don't know that they're working for me, honestly. Like this one was so focused and I think it served a purpose. Mm-hmm. It was so focused on, you know, this huge part of my life where I was having a baby, but it really missed this entire other section of my life. And so maybe that's on me, but going into 2022, I, you know, this is the time of the year where we both start reflecting a lot. I am definitely going back to goals and I didn't oh. set any goals this year because it. I knew that this year was going to be wild and I didn't want to set goals and put extra pressure on myself. But I mm-hmm. think, one of the things that has been really top of mind for me is, don't like don't just get rid of systems just for the sake of it if they're working. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes I get rid of systems because I'm like, oh well, I should do something else. Or you know, this comes back to probably some of the like comparison parts of my personality where I'm like, oh well, other people should, are doing maybe I should do this too. Maybe I should try this too. And I think what I've realized is that I'm very, I really admire all of the people who do themes, but that doesn't mean that they're going to work for me. And like, I think that they have sometimes hit something, but not enough that I truly feel like they capture the year for me. Like when I think back to my year now that it's December, I don't think of my themes very much, Right. which is Which, yeah, which is interesting. But for next year, I'm already thinking ahead and I'm like, I literally have been setting goals for years and years and years. I have a process that I do every year. It works for me. It makes me feel good. It's something that I love to reference. I use the same notebook. I think I've talked about this before. So I just have Mm -hmm. this notebook where I have goals going back to like 2016 I think. And I think that just works better for me. So when, as I've been reflecting on this year, I've just realized there's so much that the theme didn't capture and I'm not going to put that on the system. I think that the system works for some people. I just got to think for me, maybe this isn't what I want to do going forward. And then also there's a very real possibility that I just have not been using the system properly. Um, So I'll I'll just say that, but like there's all this stuff. When I think of wrapping up my year, I don't even think of it in the context context of the theme because there are all these things that happened for me this year that are so outside of like, I was so focused on the baby aspect but that totally dismisses all of the you know like the work side or the personal project side like stuff like make work work that happened in this last year and it has been like a huge year for that 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 stuff and I I think I just didn't think going into this year that it would be as top of mind as it is maybe but
0: yeah yeah I I feel like the thing is is that you shouldn't have to work harder to make the system work for you the system should just work for you exactly Exactly. And I feel like goals has always been your wavelength. I'm actually kind of glad to hear <laughs> this because yeah, like goals stress me out. But it's <sighs> funny because I feel like I think all of this, the strengths funder, the Enneagram goals, themes, everything, these are all tools and I think they all serve different purposes. I can't believe literally yesterday Haley and I were getting together and I was like, Haley, I think we need some goals for twenty two <laughs> And I don't think I've ever can't said that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I was like this is the right tool for exactly what we're looking for on that front yeah um and I'm actually thinking for next year I'm already thinking about next year because um there are some things where I'm like hmm this is something I feel like I need to achieve and the goal is the right tool for that but so I also Mm -hmm. think if like the theme isn't working for you or it doesn't capture because for me the theme has been this has probably been the best theme i've had because it really pushed me um it's funny it pushed me to chill for the first half of the year which was <laughs> so, so, i don't chill naturally it need like i really need um to have it kind of this is the part of the process now and then as we've talked about all of my backgrounds and all my devices rep- reflect theme and it's actually become as I've been thinking about next year I'm like how, how can i visually represent the theme in my systems like that that's become really important to me because the goals just stress me out so much but there are some things where i might think goals are the right right way forward mhm so but i'm glad goals it's it's but i also think you have to also take into account that you just had your first baby and there's no way of understanding how how that plays into your existing life. Like some people stop working entirely after they've had a baby. exactly, And some people yeah. are able to, or like, because they want to, like some people, obviously, yeah. some people don't really have choices in either direction. But for people who have the choice, and obviously that is a position of privilege and all of that. But you, you did have a choice. And I feel like you didn't know if you would maybe want to dial back or if you were able to kind of still progress on other mm-hmm. fronts and I feel like there's no way for you to have known that going into it I think so that's really true I think that's why I didn't set goals
1: or maybe the theme didn't didn't capture that but that's very true there was so much unknown going into the second part of this year for me post baby but yeah, it i working like s- well I did not dial it back I dialed it up <laughs> I did
0: the opposite of dialing it back. (laughs) I feel like it's so funny. We're probably going to talk about this like next year, but I feel like you're probably more busy also not like outside the baby, just on a work element and on a personal project element. I feel like you're definitely not less busy. (laughs) No, I think I,
1: yeah, no, I absolutely am more busy when it comes to both of those. I think so just on the theme of like wrapping up the year, the, the thing that I've been reflecting on when it comes to work that is just unrelated to themes. And I think probably what I'm going to do next year is set goals and then see if there's a naturally emerging theme instead of Mm. trying to force it versus trying to force it a little bit, which was I think what I've probably been doing the last couple of years. But when I was reflecting on this year, not having known what is everything that's going, you know, going into the year, you never know what's going to happen, especially with having a baby that just kind of can really impact your year so much reflecting now and looking back, it is It is just wild, the number of things that happened. And we haven't talked about this a lot on the show because there has been a lot of uncertainty around a couple of things for me. But I think we might talk about this next year. But this year, I actually got promoted twice, which is (laughs) like not something that has ever happened in my career at all and is not common at my workplace. And I got promoted right before family leave. And then I got promoted just recently and we haven't been talking about my work lately because it's been changing so much and it's been really wild, but I'm excited now that I've like reflected on this, like everything feels so great. And I'm so happy that I, that I sort of ramped up in work because it's been extremely fulfilling and it's also helped me think, you know, just It's really helped me reflect on the direction I want my career to go, which has been awesome. And so anyways, I'm just very proud. I'm very proud of how this work, how this year ended up going for the rest of the year post-baby. And I'm really excited for 2022. That's sort of the note I wanted to make sure that I mentioned because it doesn't come up in context of my themes. So that's what I wanted to mention.
0: Yeah. I feel like you've had a... It's funny because I've talked about this in my personal life, like Haley... It's doing this and this and this and everyone's so excited for you. But yeah, it literally hasn't come up that much in the show. So we're probably going to have to set aside special time to do that because there's a lot of exciting things. And next year, next year, <laughs> I feel like you've had a huge, yeah, next year. But we've had like a huge, like you've had a huge year on a work front. I feel like I've had a huge year on a work front. You've had a baby. Um, we've also had, a, I think this year has been a really good year for the podcast as well. Um if I don't know if we are yeah. ready for that conversation or like it's... I mean so ready this year has been a fantastic
1: <laughs> it has been a fantastic year for the podcast and I think I'm so happy that we took the time yesterday having no the day before yesterday we've been talking like so many days Every in a row single day uh, <laughs> I am. I'm so happy we took the time to truly reflect on this and sort of narrow in on the list for the podcast, but we've alluded to this. We've, we've, I mean, we've straight out said this and we've mentioned this in our newsletter too, but we had our first ad partner this year, which is huge. And I think for people who have been listening to the show for a long time, you've probably heard anchor ads and then now this new ad from board. And I just want to share a little behind the scenes because we're pretty open about this and you know you can tweet us questions about podcasting stuff anytime but the anchor ads have been either sort of on the back end of anchor and that's the platform we used for hosting the podcast and those are like we are talking not a lot of money like this is you know this is literally pennies but Mm -hmm. it's it's just been it was helpful for us to go through the experience of running an ad through anchor and and things like that. So Bored was truly our first partner as an advertiser and, you know, drawing up contracts. And it's, it's just been such a fun highlight from this year for us.
0: Yeah, because it literally takes the show. I feel like maybe the listeners don't know, but we've had the show, what, for like four or five years now. And mm-hmm. it, like, um, it comes with costs. Like, we're not even talking about our own time with would be demoralizing to break that down <laughs> but like we have to pay for software subscriptions we have to pay for you know uh other things company costs because we have an LLC in the United States and mm. like there's even if it's not crazy high costs there's still costs and it's, it's so funny this year I just feel like I was just hey, we're not paying for the show anymore like we we have listeners we have people who care about the show and literally as i just read up like it was literally one of my big goals this year to i was like we need to get an advertising partner on the show we need to have the show starting to make money that's just an absolute fact of the matter it doesn't make sense that it doesn't so i feel like hayley you own this literally just to cover the costs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just to cover, and we are lucky we have some listeners sponsor. But I feel like that's also because Anchor allows listeners to sponsor the show. I feel like that's also probably something we'll talk more about in the future. But I just remember this year, I was just like Haley, this has to become, or we were both on the same page. I'm not saying that I, yeah, I, and Haley actually yeah. has a lat- a lot of the business development work. So um, I'm not saying it was just me, but for me, it just came in such a sharp focus this year. I was like, No, we have to, like, this has to become uh, a focus, at least sustainable. Yes, yeah, yes.
1: I I am really, yeah, I'm really happy we've taken the first step towards that this year. And then now we also have the infrastructure on the back end of you know like yeah. contract templates and. We have some stuff set up in Notion, which we will absolutely talk about in the future because I am pretty pumped about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am so proud of us that we did it. Like Because when I wrote that down, we had no leads, we had no plans, we had to yeah. figure it out. So I am yeah. so proud of us that we did that because also the hardest jump is to go from making no money or like a few... Right. Dollars here and there from Anchor. And we do have some listener support. So, first of all, thank you so much for the people who do that. But to actually have an advertising sponsor, because then it's easier to bring on others. And yeah, I'm so proud we took that step in 2021. It was a huge, huge milestone for us. Yeah, me
1: too. Well, I'm just going to take this moment to say thank you for those of you who support the show. And Mm thank you to our advertisers and then if you want to advertise on the show reach out to hello at makework.org and I will reply to you and if you're interested in supporting the show you can go to our anchor page and then there's a button for support and yeah yeah I just wanted to throw that in while we're talking about this.
0: Yes and just so many special thanks to everyone who supported us over the years and especially the official Anchor sponsor list. To me, I love having an advertising sponsor, of course, but I feel like it's almost even more special when the listeners um, decide yeah. they uh, want to go on like uh, a support tier within Anchor. That's, yeah, I really yeah. feel grateful. I'm very, very
1: grateful as well. And we still have mugs. So if you want to make work work mug in 2022 support the show and then reach out with your address.
0: (laughs) All right. We have other
1: highlights from 2021, but I just wanted to throw that in there.
0: Yes. Thank you. So this one, (laughs) this is so funny how this came about. So I feel like this has come up on this show, but I feel like people are starting to know this about me, is I don't always get to things immediately, but I get to them eventually. And so (laughs) I was going to do some shout outs to our classmates from the podcast mentorship group. So I was... Going onto Mike's Twitter thread that was talking about the show. And when he was promoting your episode, Haley, he said, Here's Haley from the Excellent Make Work Work podcast. <laughs> and then I was like, Wait a second. Did Mike Hurley just call our show excellent? I like, I can read that into this. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love that you picked up on this because I hadn't thought about it at all. And happy was like, Mike called the show excellent. And so we've been joking about like, where should we put this? Should we tattoo it on our bodies? Should we like get stickers? Poor, uh, poor Mike.
0: It was uh, like one tweet and we're like, this
1: is amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and like but way yeah. after the tweet came out. So this was not like right then and there. Way after the tweet came out. Like six, <laughs> who even looks at six-week-old tweets? I do. You
1: do constantly. Yeah, this always that comes also up. Came
0: up <laughs> this also came up on the books episode <laughs> that I was looking through some like oh old gosh. tweets because of this. Yeah, you're so funny.
1: You're, I feel like you look through old tweets and I notice small changes in people's bios, mostly yours. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah, are our random, like, n- not helpful superpowers. But, <laughs> you know, if you were to yeah, make a list of, like, non-superpowers.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like well, this is what I learned about. I'm very thorough. Like, so I, I like to cover yes. all the grounds. But then, because it takes so long, I'm always just way behind whatever plan is happening. And I think it's, yeah, that's just the reality of the situation. I'm way behind
1: whatever plan is happening. That's <laughs> such a good Yeah. That's kind of like that captures something so well for you. (laughs) Okay. So that was pretty exciting. The other one to mention, I can see this in our, in our downloads. So on the back end, I'm like often going through our stats and our downloads and things like that. And every month, if I go through the monthly listens, Anchor will show me you know, what are our top episodes or what are the episodes that people are listening to. And it's so cool to see people making their way through the backlog of Make Work Work, which at this point is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of content. And mm-hmm. it's hours. I'll go through, you know, days. It's yeah, days. days. It's like it's hundreds days. of hours. Yeah. It's days. So it's it's really fascinating to me to see I'll see people go through and, you know, you'll see people listening to episode one and then going through there. This last month, people are on episode eight, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, 30 episodes behind. But just wanted to say it's very cool. Speaking of being see. behind. You know? Speaking of being behind, it's very cool <laughs> to see people making their way through the backlog.
0: Yeah. And we had one tweet from Grant in particular. And. This, again, speaking of being behind, because this tweet is from the 15th of April, 2021. Oh so <laughs> we're, we're getting through to, you know, the people. And so Grant literally wrote, I'm just going to read it directly. He says, I recently started checking out your podcast at Make Work Work and just hit the point where Happy wonders if you'll have new listeners going into the backlog in 2020. Well, here I am in 2021. <laughs> and thank you, Grant. That just made me smile, especially in the context of this conversation.
1: Yeah, that is very cool. And that was episode five. And the title of that one was You Are an Email Address to Me. And I just I remember <laughs> that one. That's so funny. That was
0: our first episode of 2018. Oh, look at that. That's a long time. Wow, that Yeah. That seems like it's different people. <laughs> that's so long that's, ago. Mm,
1: no, that does seem like it's different people. <laughs> so that is a fun one. Mm -hmm. And then last highlight from 2021, we've talked about this already, but we don't really pay attention to the charts a lot for podcasting, except when we reach number one, which we did in the careers category in Iceland. So thank you again, Iceland listeners for making that possible, because I mean, I think the charts are just kind of, they are what they are, but it's kind of, it's cool once you get to the really high number, low numbers. So being at number one, (laughs) that one was a highlight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say for all the Icelandic listeners, everything I said about Iceland before obviously doesn't apply to the Make Work Work listeners of Iceland. It applies to all the other people in Iceland. So that's a caveat. <laughs> just want to make that very clear. Whenever we talk, anything that isn't you know a thousand percent positive about Iceland doesn't apply to you. Obviously, no, it definitely doesn't apply to the Make Work Work listeners. It applies to all the other Icelandic. Uh, not all the other ones, but just some of the other ones. It's anyway. I'm just gonna back out oh, of this everyone. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, let's back away from this. Yeah, like from the this. two-year-old in a kindergarten somewhere. It definitely applies to that person. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're often no. I just wanted to say thank you, thank thank you everyone who listens in Iceland. It really, really does yeah. mean a lot to me, especially given everything I just said about the word dynamics. I sometimes feel it's um. It was really special to see that we have a growing number of listeners here. So, that honestly is really, mm-hmm. really special to me. So, yeah. What a 2021. Yeah. Thank you for making a podcast with me, Haley, in 2021. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Aww.
1: This has been a year where we figured out how to do podcasting around me taking multiple months off. And mm-hmm. just, you know, there's so much has changed behind the scenes. This year too, which I think we're going to get into a little bit in the shout outs section, but it's been, it has been a year. It has. So this has been, I mean, I think in the ways that we talk on the show, this has been such a huge year for us in a lot of ways. But one of the things that we've talked about lately, Habby wanting to just sort of share openly with everyone who listens is that you know just the reality of what is what we're talking about on the podcast which let's remember is a conversation that we have pretty much just once a month it isn't always reflective of everything going on in our lives and we're okay with that that's the point this isn't a podcast where we are trying to capture everything going on in our lives but i think especially you know going through a highlight section like this and wrapping up our year We're talking high points, but I think that there's just a reality that we want to mention to everyone, which is like there's a lot of behind the scenes and it's not reflected here because ultimately you're listening to two friends, right, who are talking. And we also try to save up a lot of our most exciting information and most fun announcements for each other on the show. So the energy here is just not Reflective of the rest of the time, so I know it's been a really hard year for a lot of people in my life in it in mm-hmm. various various ways. I know, Haby, it's been the same for you. So I think what what I just want to mention is just that, yeah, is just that reality, like the reality of what you hear on the podcast is highlights like that is our show. That doesn't mean that. Mm -hmm. Every hour of my day is like this or your day happy, which, you know, it very much isn't. Although often recording day, the rest of the day is fantastic. So like maybe like (laughs) one day out of the month, we know it's going to be like amazing. Um, But that there's a lot of other days in a month.
0: Yeah, I think I just was really aware of it. I think for like episode 36, because I feel like we were so excited about a lot of things. And I just realized that maybe people might look at that and then look at like our social media feed and just think everything is amazing all the time. And I know it can be really jarring. And I also just think the reason, like, and I think the word here to think about is this: this is a show. Like this is heavily produced, <laughs> edited, planned. We take a long time to prep the show. I take even longer to edit the show. <laughs> like this is a produced entity it's a show and also like the reason Haley and I can't even have a show together is because yeah we are excited to talk to each other and like we get really excited yeah. about things together and I think for both of us like working on this show is just a highlight like what Haley said like it's a highlight in our normal lives like I like I take time away from other things to work on the show um, and I think some people might not even understand it because they're like oh it's what are you just editing and I'm like yeah like yeah I'm just editing like it just takes time and we yeah so I just I I just want to be really mindful of especially in the last couple of months I feel like people in my industry are broken many of them like they've had a brutal 2020 they've had an even worse 21 and now looking into 22 there's still things getting cancelled like we now have there's just a lot of things going on. We don't have to get into the details of all of it, but I just think it's. Um, we make the show because we really like it and we get excited to talk to each yeah. other. And that doesn't mean everything in our lives is perfect all the time. And I, I try to be. Open. I feel like I've been pretty open, like that this last couple of years has been a ride for me personally. And it's. Um, I try not to over. Glamorize my life, but I also just know sometimes because I like posting on Instagram stories and stuff like that, sometimes it comes off as like super glamorized. But I just want to tell people like things are definitely not, uh, yeah, all super glamor all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I also think there's something to be said for like what are the, you know, this ultimately this is a conversation between us. Like this is so there are some things that don't come up in conversation, and sometimes that's just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they don't come up because we know that we don't want to talk about it. And that's, you know, just the nature of our friendship. Like we know sometimes the things that the other person doesn't want to talk about. And yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we just wanted to mention this because I don't want anyone to get the perspective that everything is great all the time. And I don't think, I don't want to get into all the things that aren't great. I just want that to be, (laughs) you know, that's not a fun show. Like, (laughs) no, it's not I want this to be fun for people. It's fun for me. I want this to be fun for other people who are listening Mm -hmm. too. So I think I don't want to take away from how great it is that ultimately we're two friends who want to record our conversations and share them with other people because we were having these conversations anyways. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes means it's a certain type of conversation almost always. So yeah, I think I just want yeah. people to have that perspective especially as we've just gone through a list of like all these amazing things that <laughs> you know and to be honest it took a lot of reflecting for us to get there here because these were th- spread out throughout the year right like they didn't have it top of mind and um mm-hmm. yeah I just want to be honest with everyone who's listening I never want it to feel like yeah. we I never want it to feel like we're we're like hiding things
0: Yeah and I also just feel like I've had I've even had a couple of conversations with our listeners that just I know people are, you know, this time of year is really dark and, you know, the holidays are hard for some people and, you know, there's just a lot of things going on. And it just, it's not that we're not mindful of it. It's just, we are excited to talk to each other. And I also think if we were just on a downer the whole time, like it wouldn't be, uh, because it's entertaining, like we want the show to be entertaining. And so... But it doesn't minimize, like it doesn't minimize what everyone is going through, and like we we both have a lot of sympathy for it. And I mean, we are both also not in an ideal situation in many ways, you know. Yeah. So it's there's there's a lot of dynamics going on. We just really wanted to make sure that, yeah, we have, yeah, I think we yeah. said it. Yes, I think we said it. This show should be a spark
1: of positivity and joy for people, and that
0: is <laughs> aw, what we try to do. And we get that
1: feedback, which is lovely. So.
0: That's my favorite feedback is when people just feel like yeah they they're excited to listen or they find joy in the joy in the show. That's I really I always yeah. that's the feedback I care the most about. It's the best. Yes. It's the best. We have some things to
1: to wrap up to start wrapping yes. up the show also. Let's do that. Yeah. First of all, I want to shout out our dedicated newsletter readers because mm-hmm. <laughs> They are a super dedicated bunch and I was just going through, we use MailChimp to run our newsletter and I was going through MailChimp and our last newsletter at the time that I was, you know, looking at this had an 80% open rate, <laughs> which as someone who's in the marketing world is just awesome to see. And you know, I'm, it's we have a smaller group of newsletter readers, but they are very dedicated. So I just wanted to <laughs> shout out our newsletter readers and also if you would like to be in that group we're really not sending that many emails. And then we just share stuff that is behind the scenes of the show. So there's always a link in the show notes to subscribe to the newsletter.
0: And on our Instagram bio, I think Mm -hmm. the newsletter to me is says to joy like Haley puts them together and this is where she's like secretly recording our conversations <laughs> to add to the not
1: recording <laughs>
0: <Screenwriting>. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sometimes includes little clip like I think the last one we had like a little behind the scene on the production process which normally we don't talk that much about anywhere else so this is not just copy paste whatever we post on Twitter or talk about on the show there's just like new new stuff that's in the newsletter so yeah we really appreciate everyone who reads them they are fun for us to put i mean fun for us as in fun for fun for Haley to put together and fun for me to see what she put together <laughs> like that's an accurate yeah. description once it's all yeah. together i really like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really cool and then um i just mentioned earlier that we did the spotify wrap, and what was a joy for me to see is that uh we have on spotify 61 61- Like, no, what is it? New listeners are up 61%. Yeah. which That just feels like a big jump to me. And I feel like we have a lot, a lot, a lot of loyal listeners who are amazing. And we shout them out all the time on the show. And I feel like they hopefully know that they're very much appreciated by both of us. But I am also so excited to see that we got new listeners in the mix even though Spotify is only 6% of our total listens so i don't know how representative <laughs> it is of the whole but anyway it was cool to see that we uh, have still s- a cool stat yeah a substantial amount of new listeners so thanks everyone who discovered the show in 21 we appreciate you
1: yeah whether you're here or if you're making your way through the The
2: backlog.
0: (laughs) If you hear this in 2023, we still appreciate you from that year. (laughs) We still appreciate you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. And then (laughs) another one to shout out is Tyler Selhorn on Twitter. Um, He, he was just, he replied to, I think it was my episode that from the podcast mentorship group, when my episode went out, he replied and he, Shared that he was so pumped to hear that Mike was a part of the reason that we were podcasting because he's a big Really FM fan and a Cortex podcast fan. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really cool. So just thanks, Tyler, for sharing that.
0: Yeah. Also, used off the y'all. So extra points for that as well.
1: Yeah, he used y'all in <laughs> uh, in his in his tweet. It was
0: great. In His tweet. Yeah, I think uh, another shout out. We have quite a few of these. We are like wrapping up our year and a lot, like we said, like a lot has happened. I really want to do a big special shout out to Mike Hurley because we were in his podcast mentorship group all year long. And uh, he, I think we said this on the show. I don't remember exactly. Um, He graduated me from GarageBand. So now I'm using Logic, Mm -hmm. which is a professional tool that is so much better in every single way and it was i don't know if i would have made the jump to logic myself just because you know in syndrome like oh i don't need logic it's fine but it's such a if you're ready for that uh, upgrade it's such a great tool and i was also just reflecting on it because uh, we had a lot of conversations over zoom and i feel like he just gave me more confidence with editing and i think i'm not wrong that He's helped cut down the editing time of this show by like a third, which is is huge because it takes forever to edit this show. This is what I mean about it's a show, like it is edited, it is produced. So that was just uh, a really helpful boost. It also means that we have more time to focus on things like uh, sponsors and things like that. So it's been really, really helpful. So um Thanks again to Mike for all of his time he dedicated to this project. I think it elevated both of us this year and I just, it was really cool to be a part of it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Thank you, Mike. It absolutely elevated both of us. And I think it just had us thinking about show preparation differently and going into recordings slightly differently just to make it, make the editing more efficient and ultimately Mm -hmm. make it so that we can get a consistent and regular amount of content to... Our listeners so mm-hmm. thank you
0: Mike oh and then I have another shout out that relates to this because basically when th- this is exactly what I mean about this just momentum and they this kind of like magic experience I've been having recently so just after having that conversation with Mike about he basically graduated me into logic um, I was having a co- totally unrelated conversation with somebody uh, at work we had ended up having a super long conversation about all sorts of things. And then towards the end of the conversation, I say say to her, I say, um, oh, by the way, I'm just starting to use Logic because I have this podcast then I do the editing. And so we're like, I just and she looks at me and she's like, oh, don't touch Logic till somebody can show you around how to use it. <laughs> and She was like, you know, I do music production, right? I was like, yeah, I do know that. She was like, why don't you invite me over for a coffee and we sit down and I'll show you logic. And we did it for a couple of hours. I was blown away by how she just was like, you do this and this and this and that's it. And I probably would have gotten to it eventually. Same with Mike. Like we probably would have gotten eventually to, you know, this better place. But it's just so helpful to have somebody who can accelerate, uh, you getting there and so just a huge shout out to Zoe for uh sitting down with me showing me how to use logic it makes everything so much easier and it would have been (laughs) just such a steeper learning curve to have had to figure it out myself so just a huge huge thank you to her yeah
1: also a fun stat is that Habby does almost 100 cuts per track right and there's two tracks so, the two of us. That's a thousand, Haley. So, that's, oh, sorry. Did I say a hundred? Yeah. <laughs> a thousand, a thousand cuts. Wait, so but what I'm getting at is that it's 2,000 total per episode because it's 1,000 per track. So, uh, the, that's a Sometimes lot. I
0: cut both of them at the same time. So uh, Okay. But I guess you could count that as two.
1: <laughs> I guess you could. So, sometimes it's, let's say, between 1,000 and 2,000 cuts per episode. Mm -hmm. let's maybe like 1500 I don't know it's a lot that's just that just seems that seems like a lot to me um so that was cool to discover but also yeah just another big thank you to Zoe who also helped us with Audio Hijack which is the recording equipment that we use now and you know she was helping us set that up and sending screenshots into the slack so thank you Zoe who I think it's okay to mention is an artist mm-hmm. who just released an album and mm-hmm. happy you sent me that album and I've been listening to it and it's delightful. So thank you for thanks for sending that out. Shout out to Zoe. We'll include a link to her music so that anyone who wants to can listen yeah. as well.
0: Should we find the name of the album just uh, so we can say the name of it? Mm-hmm. Let me do that quickly. Sorry, should I should have pulled that up beforehand. Or do you have Mm -hmm. it? It's okay. And did we get permission
1: to share? No, I just have like that one song that I keep listening to. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, (laughs) I just narrow in on one thing and then just do that (laughs) repeatedly. This is like my personality.
0: (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here we go. I have her there at the very top.
1: Okay. Her album is called Shook. Okay. So her album is called Shook. So also a song on her album is called Shook. And Mm -hmm. that's what I've been listening to.
0: Yeah. And I might add it to the end uh, here.
1: Okay, cool. Listen yeah. to the end. Maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then I think on the
1: editing side of things, mm-hmm. it's also important to mention that episode 36, we ran into a really strange technical issue where our there was just a part of my audio that was gone <laughs> that from was the really final rude. export. <laughs> so and weird. I didn't catch it. You didn't catch it. Jan caught it, who mixes the audio for the show. So just like, Thank you, Jan, for saving our last episode
0: oh, at the God. last moment because we would not have been able to release it when we did if no. that hadn't happened. And also because, yeah, when I got flagged, I was at work. And because it was not just a quick, easy fix, I had to, like, fix it after I finished work because turns out I can't just jump out of my daily work day to <laughs> edit a show for an <laughs> unspecified amount of time. And so I had to do it in the evening and he was able to turn around really quick. So, yeah, huge shout out to Jan for that. Please check out wearelisteners.com if you have any audio needs um yeah wow. and he saved her. i would have been mortified if we would have put the episode out <sighs> like that especially because it wasn't we were so close to putting it yeah out. especially because it wasn't obvious how to fix it so it's not like we could have just pulled it and put it straight back up like it, yeah it would have oh my god that would have been, i'm stressing myself out just thing. thinking about it, so don't, think thinking about it. <laughs> don't think so about it don't think about it thanks to for catching that <laughs> <laughs> that was oh like an gosh. almost spiral thanks for pulling me straight back out An of there and almost spiral <laughs> you have
2: to rip it out <laughs> something in your blood is waking, waking up, up knew that you were mine when you shook you shook I'm calling out oh.